um, here with Kate Abbott. Is that how you say it? Or Abate? How do you say it? It's actually Abate. It's Kate Abate. It totally rhymes. Okay, okay. I'm here with Kate Abate. Um, she's going to, like, I guess introduce herself and um, just, like, tell us who she is and all that jazz, and we'll get trucking along, I guess. All right. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for having me. This is such a wonderful opportunity. Um, I'm humbled that you'd be interested in hearing anything about my life <laughs> or my story. Um, as you know, I, I'm an IFBB Bikini Pro Olympian, and I have uh, lots of interests uh, from philosophy to teaching yoga to um, relationships um, to health and fitness to the extreme or to the non-extreme. I grew up in in the suburbs of New York in Westchester County, and I played a lot of sports growing up, namely um, track and field, lacrosse, soccer. I went to an all-girls high school in Connecticut. It was starchy with the uniforms and super intense and conservative. Like, think rulers being slapped and, you know, long skirts and cold winters. And I said I'd had enough of that. So I uh, came to California to go to university at Scripps College in Claremont, where I studied politics and economics and philosophy. And that was also an all-women's college, if you know there's a theme. And uh, after that, I, it, you know, 2007 happened, and we all kind of said, oh, crap, okay, there go all of our jobs. Um, so I said, let's go teach yoga. And yoga was this amazing outlet for me to kind of channel the competitive spirit that I had used previously on the field in lacrosse. I, I played lacrosse in college for a year before tearing my groin, uh, which was annoying and painful. And, you know, it did cause a mental breakdown of sorts. Um, and after that, I said a friend challenged me to try yoga. And I was like, oh, yoga looks so simple. And she was like, okay, I bet you can't do it. And I said, oh, I can do it. And so I got on the mat and it was super hard. It requires a lot of upper body strength. And um, But anyways, I fell in love with yoga, started teaching yoga instead of joining the corporate world. Um, and going forward, I moved to Santa Monica, uh, continued to follow my passion of yoga and teaching athletes, which uh, – put me into a gym environment and I got back into lifting weights, which I'd done since the eighth grade. I worked with a lot of uh, trainers and athletes and um, I taught classes that were a mixed uh, combination of yoga and calisthenics. And I became uh, the, a crazy fitness addict um, and all the while, I've had a, a bunch of, you know, health issues, uh, colitis, celiacs, IBS, lupus, um, a bunch of autoimmune issues, really. And so those have always kind of um, allowed me to have a different style of nutrition than um, my peers. And so I got involved in nutrition at about 19 when I was told I was not allowed to live on campus because they couldn't provide for me at the dining hall. It was too much of a risk having celiac disease. And it was a path of self-discovery where I found uh, my way to the current style of eating, 
uh, where I'm currently, you know, I, I, I maintain. And uh, since there, I have my love of all things health, fitness, spirituality, philosophy, um, and self-improvement have, have only uh, really spiraled up. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, pretty quick uh, recap for you. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of like, like stuff to digest because like you say stuff and it's like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I'm like, like, where do we start? Where do we begin? <laughs> so I kind of, I think the best place to start is philosophy because that's really just like kind of the building blocks for everything, I guess, for for me, for everybody. I just feel like it's always the, like w- the way you look at the world, the way you present yourself in the world, the way you do things in the world. I think like, I mean, I love philosophy so much, like, I used to tell people, like, I don't have, I didn't go to school for philosophy, but I've read so many books that, you know, the, you know, for fun. Like, people were like, why would you read of Carl Jung? Why would you read? Oh, something? I love Carl Jung. Why would you read, you know, about determinism and all these things that you have, like, like, there's no why reason. Why wouldn't you? Yes. It's like, <laughs> these things are so fun. Like, it's not just that they're just fun. It's just like, you know. I feel like a lot of us don't really want to think as much. Like we just want to kind of like, I don't know what it is, but it's like that thoughts and just like thinking hard is like, like that's not a good thing. That's like, you know, you just want to do all these things. You, you know, it's a lot more materialistic, like let's go get the stuff. Let's do this. You know, we got to right. make this, you know, it's all about material things and, the like, doing versus the being. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like when I hear people talk about this stuff and like try to break it down and, you know, one guy says one thing and then someone tells me another and it's like, Burchan wrestles all this crazy guy and then there's the other person and I'm like, man, I don't know where to start. So like <laughs> kind of tell me what your kind of ph- philosophy lies. Is it is it like on one side or is it on another? Are you very spiritual? Like how how kind of is your philosophy? Well, I will say I'm always learning, always. And just it seems just like you, I have an insatiable thirst for uh, wisdom, right? I think knowledge can sometimes lead us in the wrong direction. Um, we see knowledge as this black and white thing, and we believe that having more makes us better. But that's not always the truth. You know, often wisdom is on the other side of, of knowledge, and it's said that, you know, the better part of uh, wisdom is knowing what to overlook. Um, but I would say one of my greatest philosophies is, and it's not, nothing is unique to me, right? I, 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 we all stand on the shoulders of, of giants who have all said amazing things before us. Um, I was recently discussing with a friend that I heard recently said that, you know, Plato wrote one of the first uh, philosophical texts um, in the Republic and everything that's been written ever since is just a response to Plato. And that's, that's an interesting perspective to, to just to try on like a prom dress. Um, we try things on and if it doesn't fit, then okay, we, you know, try on something else. But I think that everything that has come before me has influenced me. And so I try to always like with the prom dresses, try on, I, I'm willing to consider anything. Absolutely. Um, I want, I want to know. And, and part of, you know, I think after our discussion, I think regardless of what all these other people have said, 
it's so important to ask what Brandon thinks. What it, like yes, you can you can study Nietzsche, you can study Jung, you can study Freud, you can study Lao Tzu, but I think why we're studying this is so um, profound is to find out well what what do you think and and to be for me to be to learn to consistently be flexible with ideas meaning i may feel one way today but then tomorrow i might get into a crazy situation that changes my life forever and changes the way i absolutely feel about all of those beliefs i heretofore held right yeah so i suppose being flexible of mind and spirit and body you know i'm not i I am absolutely a yogi and i've studied yoga as you know i i mean as the philosophy of yoga of course i've studied the asana the physical practice but the philosophy of yoga is thousands of years old the, the asana only appeared a couple of thousand years ago as if you know a couple thousand is still kind of a long time but um, the 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 philosophy of yoga i totally lost my train of thought um, is uh, that ultimately we want to reach a stage in, in life where we are no longer bound to the body, right? Where we, we quite literally float. And that's the forest dwelling stage. That's when we're, it's said when you're over 75 years old, that's when you should have no more attachments to the physical self and you're entirely of mind and or, or spirit, right? And I'm not there yet. So I do know that, that I'm still bound to the ground. I still unfortunately or fortunately have material instincts and I try to understand why I have those material instincts and that thymotic drive constantly and try to constantly analyze, you know, my actions and behaviors and thoughts and what's upstream of those things. But I am conscious that I am not yet outside of the body (laughs) and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay. For me, I, I take kind of a opposite approach. Like I like materialistic things. Like, I mean, I think, I think I'm more of a minimalist in that way. Like if I don't use it, if I don't need it, like, you know, what's the point of having it, you know, why not sure. give it to someone else? You know, to me, it's always about like, what is the use of this? You know? So you're, um, so that's a, you're a utilitarian. Yeah. In that sense. But like, I mean, like in the most sense, like, I mean, I have things that are not like useful, like, yeah, like I keep, I keep stuff that's, you know, either memories or sentimental stuff like that, but you know, and then also stuff that, you know, but wouldn't you agree that that's still useful to you? I think it is, but like in my eyes, it's like, it's just a way of looking back or just like, you know, you know, maybe if I have kids and you know, they want to see that or, you know, cause I have I'm also a mechanic, so like I do stuff. Oh, cool! Um, so I have all this stuff, like you know, I have like a hundred thousand tools, and like, <laughs> like they're not like at least like forty to fifty percent of them I would never use, but like I always like you know being prepared and like they're not gonna they're not very useful. They're sitting there, and I know they're sitting there, but like to me it's like you know, um. You know, if you don't have it, you know, if you don't need it and you have it, like all that kind of jazz. I always right. Out the thing second else. you throw it out, you'll need yeah. it. Yeah. So like, you know, so I feel like a lot of things you need, but like a lot of things we just don't need. I mean, I love, I love 
computers. I love I people people think it's like these are all bad things. You shouldn't have all these materials things. But I, in my mind, it's always like, well, these things bring use to you, like like more use than anything. Like we're talking, like we're thousands, hundreds of miles away. Like it's crazy. Like it's amazing. Yeah, like connection. I feel like of the human race has changed so much and like absolutely what's going to happen in 10 years like in no other situation would we ever meet in no right. other situation you know if we lived 50 years ago we would never meet each other just right. fact of like we're all in our kind of uh domains and our deems and like area kind of confines you but now i feel like area doesn't confine you so you feel like you you can talk to anybody like I don't it doesn't it doesn't matter where they are in the world like I mean if you have an internet connection and like there's practically internet everywhere and they're making satellites and like all this cool stuff so like to me philosophy changes with technology and it's interesting to see how we're going to change and kind of like adapt it because like lots of people are just kind of finding out how to use the technology like you know i get my grandmother she tried she sent me a first text like two weeks ago i was like oh this is amazing <laughs> we're moving we're moving on you know and like you know and she's like i think she hit she hit 101 last year so like oh my gosh congratulations yeah yeah she, she's the strongest lady i know hardcore i never you know amazing talks about the 40s like it was yesterday um yeah. like well you make go ahead um, but yeah, she talks about the 40s. So yeah. What were you going to say? You, you make an, a, an astute observation and it's absolutely true that, um, a lot of philosophy is said to be a response to whatever new technology has, uh, arrived on the planet. Um, because absolutely one, you know, of a spiritual mindset, one could say, well, technology is enabling, um, the ascent of, of man, of humankind to, toward unity consciousness. Um, but if we look back in, in history, you know, Socrates and Plato were arguing and or concerned about the arrival of the newest technology at the time, which was that of rhetoric. And when people learned that the ability to make a strong argument, it, that's, that's a technology, right? That, that had never existed before. And then all of a sudden it did. And they were acknowledging the dangers of rhetoric, which were to be that if someone can make a strong argument, it doesn't matter how morally sound that argument may have been because it's so persuasive that it changes the opinions of others drastically and dramatically. And that was just, that's just like one example, you know, but if we look, you know, look back, um, a lot of them, you know, the printing press really changed the way we looked at the, you know, the freedom of speech and the ability of, of people to have a voice of some people who had access to the printing press versus other people who didn't, you know, and that, you know, provided its own social cleavages and its own new wave of philosophy. And, and same with art, you know, when, we, when the camera was invented, there were a lot of people who thought, oh, if you're a painter, you're shit out of luck. This is the end <laughs> for you. And and that wasn't the case. It was, no, we're just going to have new photographers. And, but it changed the state of being because then you were to be photographed and then that was frozen forever. And, you know, the, you know, the, the subject changed based on, based upon knowledge that there was a photograph being taken. And, and, and likewise and so forth with, 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 you know, with the iPhone, that really changed our state. Like 
now at the you know just at our fingertips we have access to as you say so much more than we ever did before and the the positive potential for the iPhone with being connected with so many different people is amazing but we have to invite you know specifically uh because otherwise if we're just connecting sometimes that connection is is not so awesome <laughs> and there are some mm-hmm. you know maybe not so great implications of things like quote, of Facebook where he said, I'm connecting people. And it's like, well, I've heard it said to be terrific. You have to be specific and, you know, let's connect people for the better of humanity, you know, type of thing. Um, but you're so right. Technology is this amazing um, life changer. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it, it just, you know, I try, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, I could see the bad in everything. Like, I could see negatives in everything or, you know, what I would assume would be negatives for me and, like, what I think. Uh, but when I see it, I'm like, eh, ignore that stuff. That stuff doesn't matter. Like, to me, it's like, I I, I think people will learn. I think people, really, it's really hard for people to learn because it's hard for me to learn. Like, you know. Oh, cause I, you know, I'm very bad at, uh, you know, I make mistakes and when I make the mistake, I like keep making the mistake until someone tells me or somebody or some type of force kind of pushes me, whether it's my own self-awareness or if it's someone else telling me, cause like, you know, I love philosophy so much and like, I don't, I think like what you said earlier about like, you know, we're building on top of giants, but that's with anything. Like who did Plato talk about? Like Plato got that from someone else like people take stuff and change them and make modifications and it's like like you know i can make my own modifications like to me it's like you know i i I have this terrible idea and i don't know i don't know if it's a good idea so this is the first time i ever said it so it's like i feel like life has like four interiors and or two interiors two exteriors so like there's a X exterior, which is like the outside world, which is a lot harder to, um, in the sense, control. And then there's the exterior, which is your body, which is, you know, you it's very flexible and you can change it a lot and you can do a lot of things with it. Then there's the interior where it's like, you know, inside of you, like what's going on inside? What's going inside your mind? What's going inside things? And then there's the deeper part where it's like, what is going inside? Whatever you want to call it, your energy, your soul, like where that there's like so many things inside of you, like that, that much deeper than I think we realize. And I, I you know, um, it's kind of hard. Like, you know, you try to look at everyone who does this, who talks about stuff like that. And it, it's like, um, they all have different kind of thoughts and it's like, Oh, that's interesting. But then you just kind of move on and kind of, and then there's some that like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like you ever read something in philosophy, like this makes no sense to me. Like it's zero. Like who did you write this for? Like nobody is going to read this and understand what you're saying. Like I feel like like the problem with writing, like I feel like a lot of communications, like different ways of communicating, like like we're doing it voice chat, like this is good, but like video is so much better. Like because you get emotion, you get like there's layers on layers on layers. So like when I read something writing, like, you know, Plato can't rebuttal something I say about him. like it's really hard for me to kind of uh, get that through. Cause it's like, man, is that what they mean? Like you, 
when you you ever read a text and like, oh, oh like, oh, is that what what are they trying to say to me? Like to me, I feel like that's <laughs> that's all the philosophy. Like I'm like, what are you trying to say to me? Like you telling me that I have to do this? Like it's really weird to me that like we're trying to figure this out, and it's like, man, it's it's writing. It's not like if they left me voicemail or something, like that'd be so much cooler. Like, yo, this is Plato. Like this is you know blah blah blah. You know. <laughs> Like I so really you want learn in well, okay, so you're looking for the interactive experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The live experience. But also you've been spoiled because oh, yeah. you have access to that right at your fingertips. Whereas for the majority of history, it was someone putting the letter on like a pigeon or something and you get it like, you know, months or years later and then maybe that person died and then you never get to even hear like their response to it. But now, you know, I can see you and I can DM you and, and we have this instant response time, which is, which is, you're right, which is great. Um, but I think with respect to questioning Plato, I mean, you could ask yourself, what would Plato say to this question? And that would be a fun, you know, a mm-hmm. fun experiment for the mind. But also there are, there are so many interpretations of texts and then interpretations of interpretations and 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 everything kind of follows from there. That it the I think one of the greatest or perhaps flawed aspects of philosophy is that there is no finality. <laughs> There's no end. There will always be an echo in response somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's cool. It's fun. I think it's fun for me. Because yeah. I I try to you know, if I'm not having fun, if I'm not enjoying myself and thinking about things or, you know, you know, I, I don't know, a sense of community. I think community is like one of the most important thing, like whether it's like you're part of this community, family or friends, it's like all these communities kind of like build you up and you become your community. Like, I feel like, you know, whoever you talk to, like, like we're, we're kind of like, getting in each other's mind it's weird it's like you know you're gonna start thinking about things that i think about or i said to you and i'm gonna start thinking about what you said to me i'm be like i'm going i'm i'm gonna be a yogi now let's go to sacramento like (laughs) let's let's move let's go like to me it's like that's so interesting that you know that's the life you chose like you know a lot of us choose different paths and i you know a lot of people ask me like you know that that you know, when you're a kid, that age, that terrible question of like, what do you want to be? Like, I, you know. I it like, is a terrible question, right? Yeah, because I feel like. So well, limiting. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I want to be an astronaut and a, and a, and a, and a firefighter. And a, like, I want to be all these things. Like, it wasn't that, it was, a, it's a terrible question to ask any kid. Because. Totally it's, agree. It's like, <laughs> it's like the last, it's like the last resort. Like, I remember one time I was like you know, uh, on a field trip with a bunch of kids and, you know, I was like chaperoning or whatever. And, you know, like I hear people's stories about chaperoning and like, like, what do you talk about with the kids? Like, you know, you're, you're, you're a grown person. Like, how do you relate to these people? Um, so when you ask that question, it's the most, you know, I learned that the day I asked that question because they just (laughs) went silent, silent. And like I, you know, I hear other people's stories of who chaperone, and like they're like, "Why would you ask that question? It's the worst question to ask anybody." So, you know, that realization of like, "Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I hate that question. I hate when people ask me that question too, but you right, know, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like I would never ask that to myself. I would ask that to other people. And you know, right. they give me, you know, vanilla answers or they, they're like, Man, who's this weirdo? Like, why is this grown person trying to tell me what to do with my life? Um, so it's like to me, it's like interesting that, you know, that that really random question. I mean, I think every kid has had that or at some point or heard someone say that, like, what are you going to do? What, what do you want to be like stuff like that? So I hate that question because it, it feels like it's bringing, it's bringing something that I don't want, like what I want to do it all. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a one trick pony here. So like, totally. And me- I love that response. And I think we should, you know, Put that out to the masses and stop asking this horrible question as if we all have to be one trick ponies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I think my parents wanted me to be the doctor and then I was like, no, no doctor here. Like I'm going to be a uh, this and that. And they're like, Oh, that's crazy. So I feel like well, I can, I can relate to that. My parents certainly did not understand me being a yoga teacher. That's for sure. Oh yeah. It's, it's hard. I think my parents just like, they just want me to be happy and, be successful yeah. in like a monetary sense and like just like that kind of stuff so it's like to me like oh that thanks like that that is the best thing like just wishing that they wherever they go whether they're an astronaut or like uh you know a very successful manager of a restaurant like whatever they do wherever path they choose if they just want to be a yogi and live in the you know, you know over here like to me it's like like that chosen path as long as you're you're okay and you're happy and like because i feel like a lot of people rely on like success too much like like badges a, yeah call yeah them badges i love That's a compliment on your yeah. wall yeah like <laughs> i hate having things on my wall like i have so many accomplishments but i don't don't like i don't understand showing them off i mean i do if like you know i won like a world title or something i'd be like yeah for like three days but then i'd put it away in like a nice right put it i mean it's about your it i i would like to think it's about more like what value are you bringing Mm. to people and to others and what's your soul like and what's your heart like Mm. and you know what do you like to think about and to me that's value you know contributing to your community in a positive loving way yeah yeah that's how i feel Well, we're very aligned. This is an excellent. You, this is why we become best friends. This is this is, this is you predicted it. I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't. I don't predict. I don't know. I feel like the maybe we'll disagree on something. I don't know. I always like. I feel like. <laughs> like I feel like conflict. Person? Like like you know. I try to make. Sometimes I try to make conflict out of nothing because like, man. Like I feel like conflict such a necessary part. I mean, it doesn't have to be well, like disagreement is a necessary part. Uh, um, but you're right. Conflict is, is a is a is a necessary part of any good plot. Mm-hmm. Well, cause like I want the Leo. I don't know. I feel like it. I don't know. Maybe I I'm just crazy and I think everything's entertainment. And like I feel like oh yeah, we gotta entertain the people. You know, it's like a show to me. Based on what's on reality TV, yeah. I think you're not alone in thinking that everything's entertainment. Oh yeah, if you put me on Love Island or something like that, I I make that show twenty times better. Um, like, I just feel like there's not enough conflict in like, like when it is conflict, it's very, 
mundane. And I'm like, man, you need real conflict in here. Throw something that like nobody would expect, but it probably wouldn't be on the air. That's why. So yeah, that my, my idea won't work. <laughs> like like all my ideas wouldn't work because it's just you know that's not something you would put on television but that's why i love freeform stuff like youtube and all these other things that right you can create your own yeah yeah it's like it's your channel it's not their channel correct um, just like this podcast yes yes it's my podcast that was like yeah. has to be reinforcements kind of there because like you know sometimes i forget it's my podcast like <laughs> like i'm like oh you what are we, you know i'm gonna have to call abc oh wait i own this thing this is weird okay i can say whatever i want really like i have no constraints you know um and i think having constraints like it's good sometimes like i like having like you're not supposed to say that you're not supposed to say this you're not supposed to do that I'm like okay I'll go with this. See how it goes. If it doesn't go well, well, then I'm not, you know, accept me as I am. Not as right. you want me to see, be. Um, so I would see that. So um, I don't know. Talking to you is interesting because it's like, you know, I, I love yoga. I also like, I'm, I'm more of a hot yoga person just because the, I feel I like, I like having that kind of like, you know, being in there and like, locked up and you know 90 minutes or two two hours or whatever it is i always forget what it was but because i never wanted to look at the clock because i was like this this needs to be over <laughs> you mean bikram yes yes yeah it's 90 minutes oh yeah uh, and, it, and it is an intense series for sure mm-hmm. yeah i want to i get mad at them I'm like, I'm so over this because I just want to drink my water and mm. it's, it's hard. And the rigidity of each pose being the same every single time is, I mean, listen, good for those people who want to do that over and over and over again. I did six months of it and that was enough. <laughs> no more yeah. Bikram for me. That's uh, rough. Rough. It is rough. It is. Uh, yeah. It is. I never learned how weak I was till I did that. Right, it's incredibly hard. Yeah, I'm incredibly like, hard. I'm like, I don't care who you are. You could be JJ Watt. You could be like some NFL star. You could be some like FIFA star. I oh, know the, the, World the NFL stars are kind of the worst. I have taught those guys, and they are not so flexible generally. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, I can do that, you know? Like, like, can you do ballet? I guarantee you can't. Like, it's Correct. like it's gonna take you a long time to change your. Like people are just not, you know, they get stuck in like their ridges and like what they do. So it's like, we all do. We all do. Like I, I need to, we're talking about yoga, but I need to get back into my yoga practice. You know, I've been in the weight room for, you know, seven years, very religiously. Mm -hmm. Um, But my yoga practice has kind of gone by the wayside a little, I'll admit it. And, uh, you're making me all these signs in my life are pointing me back to yoga. So Well, I think Maybe. yoga is such a useful tool and I mean like I don't think I've had like I've done a lot of sports. So like, you know, I you know, you go to basketball, I like basketball, I like football, I like like I like every sport. But each sport has its own thing. Like and yoga has this thing of like it's healing you. Like I don't know how it works. I don't know what's going on, but it's like it's doing a lot of like it. Be- I think it's the most beneficial thing you could do. Like to me, 
Um, it is healing you. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and it's helping your body heal itself because the body does want to heal, right? If we stay out of its way, the body will heal. It will get better. And and yoga is in alignment with that vibration on a deep level, on a spiritual level, but also on a on a physical level. The moves are each each pose is designed to stimulate um, an, an internal organ. Mm. You know, whether it's um, cleansing. Um, cleansing your liver or um, stimulating digestion or um, calming the mind, the, the brain down um, or um, regulating your blood pressure. I mean, these are things that happen from, from simple yoga poses mm-hmm. and that's great. That's medicine. Yeah. To me, it's like that. It's always been, I mean, I never like, you know, Everyone has the negativity at it first because it's like, what is yoga? Like, what does that mean? The hippy dippy stuff. Um, so, because mm-hmm. everybody gets presented with the chakras, like, you know, that's the first, like, that's what turned me off in the beginning. Cause, like, you know, don't come at me with the chakras right away. Like, you got to hit me to the left, like, with a left hook with that. Cause, like, you know, you got to bring me to class, show me what I'm doing, and then show me the chakras. Like, I feel like, like a lot of people just go straight to the spiritual when a lot of people don't either don't have a spiritual something spiritual or what they right. think different. And like, you're like, you don't, don't go straight for the conversion. A lot of people go straight for the conversion. I agree with that. I, I, it has to be a little more tangible for most, for most of us at first, because it's, 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 it seems so religious. It's so close to spirituality can be mistaken to be so close to religion. And I think it just scares people away to get that metaphysical that fast. But if you're like, well, it'll lower your blood pressure. People are like, I'm a lot more uh, open-minded to it. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we all have different philosophies. That's like the sense. Like, right. Uh, and you don't want to th- feel threatened in your, you know? Yeah. Cause we all have like different thoughts. Like some of us are very scientific, like I'm analytical. Like I'm so, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, f- 45% analytical scientific, but then there's this other like 10 to 15 to 20%. Like, it's like, I'm willing to try anything. Like if you say, you know, this, this magical thing will work or like yoga is this answer to your problems or this and that might be your meditation or whatever, whatever you say to me, I'm like, I'll try it. Let's see where this goes. Because I feel like a lot of people don't try you know, they go one day to yoga and then they're like, man, that was terrible. I'm never going back again. Like, it's always funny to me. Like, you did it for one day. Like, what if you did, you know, baseball for one day? You wouldn't be the amazing baseball player you are today. Right. Consistency, practice. I mean, ultimately, yoga is a practice. And to me, practicing anything is one of my most sacred philosophies since you asked. Um Practicing anything will deepen and enhance our, you know, quality of life, I think. And I think practice is the most overlooked of virtues because it requires time and patience and effort and consistency and discipline and dedication and commitment. Um, And it doesn't come easily and it shouldn't, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're trying to figure it all out and whether you think one thing works and one thing doesn't like 
well, like, did you really give that thing a shot? Like, I give everything a shot. Like, you know, I learned that I didn't like basketball. I'm too short. Like, I just learned that. But I didn't say, well, let me go, you know, try out for the team and say, you know, like, let's do this and, you know, let's see what happens. Like, to me, it was always like, keep playing, keep playing. You know, are you going to be Michael Jordan? Maybe not. But, like, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. See where this goes. And, like, if I find something else that interests my, me much more, then I'll go to that. Like, to me, it was always a transition of sports, transition of this. Like, we go through – I feel like we go so many transitions. And it, some of them are quick. Some of them take a really long time. Um, I feel like, you know, we're, we're all in cocoons, inside of cocoons, inside of cocoons, and, like, trying to figure out how to break through the next cocoon and just keep growing and then eventually i guess you become a butterfly but like i don't i've never been there so like it's like who's the butterfly out here like are you a butterfly like to me it's like who's the butterfly are we all cocoons right now um i don't know that's a very i don't know made up analogy i came up with no i think it's a good one i've heard it said it's turtle shells all the way down that it's you know, it is cocoons all the way down. And I don't think, you know, if you're a butterfly today, you could be another, you could tra- you could morph into something greater tomorrow. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think we're ever finished. Yeah. And I love that. Like I, a lot of people want to be finished and like have an ending and have like a kind of like a sweet bow tied up, you know, like a Christmas present or something. But I'm like, why would you want that? That means there's an end. What I love about right. life is like it's endless, it's boundful, it's boundless, it's this and that. Like there's no limits. There's just there's just laws and things that we have to work to kind of change and see. Well, is that possible? Like you know, the impossible became possible, and the the impossible now will become possible at some point. Like it's not it's not. I feel like when someone tells me something's impossible, I'm like, well, is it really? Or are you just putting... Oh, yeah. So don't many... tell me that. Don't tell me it's impossible. Oh, yeah. Don't tell... You know, there's a lot of roadblocks. I understand that. Like, don't tell me it's impossible. Just tell me right. it's really difficult. It's insanely difficult. Like, <laughs> like say it to me like that. Like, I respect you a lot more if you say it to me like that. Because it's like, oh, you're actually aware of that. Like, yeah. Becoming an astronaut is really, really hard. Really, right. really hard. Because... You know, it's not it's not just about, you know, getting the skills and stuff. You know, you have to have the soft skills. Nobody, you know, talking to someone and convincing them that you are, are the one person that should become an astronaut or the, one of the candidates, you know, like I should be the one, you know, like how do you convince people of that? Like, you know, I always find it well, hard. I think you have to know, I, I don't know that one can convince others and I don't know that one should spend time trying to convince mm-hmm. others. I think if you believe firmly in your heart and in your soul and in your, your intuition that you are something, then by just being that, that emits its own vibration and naturally you will collect around yourself others who recognize that vibration within you and celebrate it and you won't even have to tell them. And you certainly won't have to tell them what you're not, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I think we find our most supportive tribes. And that's how we, that's how we grow and how we transmute. And it is painful because it means we're letting go of 
people, things, foods, ideas that no longer serve us. And sometimes we have emotional attachments to those things. And I, I, I think that's hard, but you know, if you believe anything is possible, then I think it's true. Mm -hmm. What, what are your like kind of, um, what are your emotional attachments? Like, are you really a family person? Are you really like a community person? Like in your sense, like what, what do you think your emotional? My relationships are sacred to me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, my marriage, um, my friendships, my relationships with my family. I mean, any relationship to me, relationships to me are fascinating. I'm fascinated. And, and um, I'm much better at relationships with other people than I am with the relationship with myself. It's a lot easier for me to have a good relationship with a friend um, or my husband or my, my cat than it is for me to, I'll say, see issues within myself like um like shame and guilt are hard for me to recognize right those are hard i i struggle with those issues big time but it's hard for me to reconcile those things and and i know ultimately one day i'll I'll just keep working on them you know um but relationship with food is a is a big one that i would like to think that i'm kind of over the hurdle now and i think that's a big one for a lot of people too Mm. um and uh, relationship with maybe relationship with discipline or a relationship with ambition. Um, and so I like to frame things with respect to relationships and, um, and community for sh- for sure. Community community all day is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel the same way. I'm better at relationships than like myself. Myself is a mess. Like, like, I mean, not as a mess as it, like, right now it's not a mess, but it always becomes a mess, like, because I like moving things around. You kind of get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, I move, I move, yeah. Like, I don't want a painting on that side of the wall. I want it on this side of the wall. Like, to me, it's like, you know, and I have a thousand projects that are unfinished or, you know, either on the back burner or, like, they, they haven't even started. Like, you know, a lot of things just, you know, get misplaced <laughs> or lost. Like when I say lost, I mean like I totally forgot about them. Like I just, you know, you start something new, you start doing something like, you know, I don't think, I think, I think I'm very patient and like, I'll wait for like a, a tree to grow. I will wait for things to grow. Um, I like planting Amazing. seeds. I like, you got to wait because a lot of people are not patient. And it's like, well, you like, how do you become patient? Well, if you're not really patient, because I'm not really patient, but I am. You have to practice it. You have to practice it. And, you you know, why, you know, when you're planting that first tree and you're seeing it grow, you know, keep an eye on it. Keep Always keep an eye on it. But, you know, how does a farmer, you know, make three times of, like, how does a farmer feed the whole village? Well, it, they're doing it by themselves. They plant another tree, they plant another tree, but they're always keeping an eye on all the trees. Um, seeing where they are and seeing where they're growing and what's not growing. Why is that one tree not growing? Like, I just feel so sad when that one plant, you know, I, I don't know, uh, in elementary school, like they would make us grow plants and like mine did not grow one thing. I'd messed up. I don't know what I did. I got a, you know, I blame, <laughs> I blame society for a long time. I was like, man, my teacher gave me a bad seed. Like, you know, <laughs> so like, is I was that a euphemism. 
Oh yeah, I know. But it, to me, it was like, man, I was so angry at her. I was like, you did this to me, you stupid plant. Like I was always like, like, and then I realized at one point I was like, oh man, maybe it was a bad seed. But like, what does that matter? I could have got another seed. Like I was so self-righteous and so self-absorbed that I didn't think about the other things that I could be doing while this, while, while I was being patient because we need to occupy our time. Everybody needs to occupy the time with something. Um, you can't just stare at a wall. That's how you go insane. So you build relationships with people. Like that's what the farmer does. He goes, visits the village, goes, says hi to everybody, you know, talks to people. Like that's what he occupies his time with when he's not watching the tree. And he, he might not be watching it, but he's taking care of it. He's being patient. He's waiting for the tree to do something. And just, it could be a minute thing like growing an inch or growing a centimeter or, you know, the first apple that comes out of that tree. Maybe he didn't even know it was an apple tree. Like a lot of things come into effect when you look at that. I don't know why I'm talking about trees. Like it's, it's sometimes I'm like, where does my mind go? I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're the tree. I think relationships are so important. I think they're the most important. And sometimes the dynamic changes and you're like, man, how do you, how do you work a relationship that, you know, it's really rough and, you know, like, I know, like you really have to discuss things like, cause a lot of people Absolutely. Have, ha, don't discuss things. I feel a lot of people fight and do all that stuff, but you're not getting a word in like, you know, it's like, you're just communication. Rah, 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 rah. Like anytime you talk over each other, like I see that and I'm bad at that too. Like you, you hear me. I'm like, Oh gosh, I got to stop here. You know? Can't let Kate talk. She's she's so much. You know, she's so smart. Like I want to hear what she says. Oh, um, you're smart. So I'm like, you know, I think when I hear that, it's one person talking to another. But I feel like a lot of the discussion is just talking over each other, and not thinking what the other person's saying. Like I like thinking about what the person is saying. Oh, why? You know, you don't like me putting the dishes in the. You know, I hand wash the dishes, and you want me put in the dishwasher. Like simple stuff like that builds up into like a big effect like yeah it absolutely does and if it's not discussed it it causes people to act out in other ways down the line built up resentment gets projected out into something else and then it becomes as complex and it was totally avoidable had we just you know talked about it the first time it ever happened but most of us aren't that astute I'm certainly not claiming to be, I try to be better about that, but you know, you know, running away from conflict is pretty common and you don't want to make someone uncomfortable and then you just hide things and then they build up and yeah, there you go. (laughs) The dishwasher is the bane of your existence. Oh man. And I use that thing for storage now. So ha. I figured so a third. So solution. does my husband. <laughs> I, I used the third solution because I never thought about it being storage because it was always empty. It's um, great storage. Yeah, it's a great storage. Like you put stuff in there, I put like you know this and that. It stays clean and yeah. it's out of the way and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could, you could like, man, I like, I'm, I'm like, man, I shouldn't use that thing for storage. Like, it's a tool. Like to me, it's like, man, that's wor- that's the worst thing you can do to a dishwasher. It's like that's the mechanic brain there. Yeah, because like I'm always looking at it, like, <clears throat> how do you fix it? And you know, I I think a lot about relationships is like, you know, giving and taking. Like I give, 
I give so much. Like I'm like, man, I need to stop. <laughs> like I look, uh, like I just want to help people for some reason. Like I'm like, why doesn't Kate have a podcast? Like stuff like that. Like I'm like, actually, I'm starting one. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. I love this stuff. Yeah. Yes, make make this podcast. What is it called? What can can you give us like a sneak peek or whatever you kind of want? To? Well, I'm still in the uh, in the, we'll call it the dial up phase uh-huh. where I'm I'm still kind of testing out. Um, I, I know the area that I want to target. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to provide material that asks real life questions to real life people and helps other real life people to find that they too are extraordinary because I believe everyone is extraordinary and I believe everyone has different strengths and sometimes it just requires you know, a certain light to be cast a certain way in order to, for someone to see that they're, they too are capable of extraordinary greatness. Um, and uh, I feel like I've been so blessed and I'm so grateful to be surrounded by so many people who have done extraordinary things with ordinary things. Um, you know, self-improvement, uh, transformation, um, in, in all different in all different areas, you know. But I, I, similar to you, I like to talk about life. I like to talk about philosophy. I like to talk about you know relationships and, um, of course, fitness and health go hand in hand because it's about goals and goal setting. And once you start there, you generally go you know gangbusters in the rest of all the other areas of your life and. Uh, I, you know, similarly, I'm interested in hearing people's stories. I really like to listen and I really like to learn as much from other people's experiences as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think life is beautiful. And uh, yeah, I like developing relationships with people. And that's basically what the podcast will be about. Celebrating, celebrating life, kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. For me, you know, this podcast is a lot different. Than, uh, I feel like, I mean, every podcast is different to me. Um, but, like, to me, it's like this podcast means, like, it's, it's, I wanted it to be everything. Because I feel like a lot of people put themselves in niches and I'm like, why can't I help everybody? And, you know, that's kind of like a crazy idea. Like, you know, could you really help everybody by talking to a microphone? I think you can I think you can. And I think you can reach a lot more people than you expect. Um, I agree. So I, and also like they see the real you, you know, I feel like, you know, I, you know, this was my first social media, like my real first social media. Cool. Like people are like, well, when did you start this and that? Like, you know, I have six pictures on Instagram of like a butter pecan pie and uh, like three quotes and like a comic book um, skit. Like, to me, it's like, like you know, this is my social media. Like, this is where I talk to y'all. Like, Amazing. it's weird. It's weird to say talk to y'all because I know people are listening. It's like this is bizarre. What people listen to me? Why would you listen to me? I'm not Plato. I'm not Socrates. I'm not all these things. But I always realize. But you're Brandon Marquez, and that who? Why are you not as cool as those other dudes? Because they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. But like, I'm like, oh, I'm just like those people. I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm very bad at figuring things out at sometimes, but like I, sometimes I have 
one good nugget in a pile of uh, doo-doo, whatever you want to call it. Like to, to me, it's always interesting kind of like. My that th- one nugget is worth every breath. Yeah. You know, the, the greats always say that, you know, don't die with your music still in you. And my husband always says this to me. He's always like, listen, we're letting it out. You are letting out that music and, you know, don't, don't let it die. That's, that's the regret, right? It's the ultimate regret. Mm-hmm. And you are letting it out. You're doing it. You're sharing. And it's not a, it's not even a, a yeah, like ultimately, yes, we hope that others are being helped and they are just by you doing that. The people in your life are watching you express yourself and are watching you make an impact. And that's showing them that they too are capable of doing things that they weren't doing five years ago. And that's such a contribution just to your immediate circle, whether they are listening to your, to your show or not, it doesn't matter because they see you doing it. You're doing it. And I give you major props for, for doing it and having the courage and having the balls to go out there and, and, you know, speak your piece. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I want other people to speak their piece. I think a lot of people don't like I'm like, you know, every guest I'm like, you need a podcast. Why aren't you talking to, you know, like, you know, the people that you're helping want to hear what you have to say. Well, you are making that real. You Mm. are making that a reality by having, giving others the opportunity. Like you're giving me this amazing opportunity right now to share my, a little bit of my own piece. And you're inspiring me to look at this microphone thing that I'm looking at on my desk right now and be like, you know what? I'm going to do another episode tomorrow and maybe it won't go public, but I'll be one step closer to getting my music out there mm-hmm. because yeah. you gave me this, the floor, you gave me this opportunity. So the wish that you have, you're, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's always about the first step, I guess. I feel like people don't. Hell yeah! You just take that big, you know, like like I don't, you know. Some people take baby steps. Some people take this step, but I think it's about taking that step. It doesn't matter it what is. kind of step you're taking, but just just whether you're jumping a hundred miles an hour or you're just gonna skip or you're gonna take a little baby step. It's all about taking that first step and keeping the momentum. Momentum brings the best out of people. I feel like once you get that flow, you're so right. That flow state, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, when you're just really good at something and you're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm dodging everything. I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, flexible. I'm this and that, like the flow state. You're right. It's a lot harder to start from behind or to start from a dead stop. But once you've got that momentum, you keep that momentum and you just keep on going. All right, Kate. Well, you gave me the most valuable thing and that's your time. So, um, likewise, Brandon, likewise. Yeah. So, um, where can people like find you and all that stuff? Because, you know, people like connecting with you and like connecting with other people and like, you know, (laughs) they're waiting for a podcast now. So, um, it's coming, it's coming. The podcast is coming. So hopefully you will be able to find me, um, on iTunes, but for now I will be on Instagram mostly at Miss Kate Abate. And um, you can find updates and a little bit of a website information on that page, which I don't update that frequently. But uh, when I do, it's it's usually um, I, I I'm about the captions. I'm a caption person, so just so that people understand that. 
platform. All right. Yeah, read the captions. I always say that because words are powerful and they'll give you kind of a thought process. And like you might not read books or anything, but I always suggest reading captions because it is a book Absolutely. in itself and a one-page book, I always call them. It is. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. 